This nameless person once told me <laughs> <laughs> that if God wanted them to win the lottery, yes, he would you, just give you, him the money. Yeah, you did tell me that. <sighs> it's just wrong on every level. <laughs> Gotta buy the ticket. Yes. I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not saying the lottery is a good or bad thing inherently. I'm just saying there has to be initiative taken on your part. That's how it always happens in the Bible. <laughs> but what do I know? So, Masterclass. Yes. The future. The unknown, Dave. I know. So, we've been talking about... There's a quote that you said that I think I actually named an episode for because I thought it was that good. Wow. You should know this. You don't. Oh, you don't check, Dave. I'm so I, disappointed. You, you, here's the thing. You gotta. <laughs> no, no, no. Here's the yes. thing that you've. Dave's busy. I know. No, it's not even that I'm busy. Here's <laughs> the thing. You gotta remember. I don't remember anything. <laughs> I know. Same I, here. I don't remember. There might. We might even have this multiple episodes with the same names, just because I don't. Yeah. There's just too many of them. Yeah. I've, but I don't even pretend anymore. The phrase was, "What do I have wrong oh. that I think that I have right?" And so that's something that we've been talking about. And I think if I've been tracking correctly, that's kind of the uh, impetus for where we want to go in future episodes. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I mean, honestly, for me personally, that's, I, I feel like that's been a big part of um, this last, really the last year for me is just kind of the questioning and I mean, I'm 46 years old, so uh, just questioning certain things that I believe that, um, you know, kind of like what you're saying, maybe aren't inherently wrong, um, but I don't exactly know how I landed on that. And um, so, yeah, I just want to challenge myself and some of the things that I believe and really study the scripture and ask the Holy Spirit to speak to me and not view everything through a 21st century American that basically has everything that, you know, I want. So I think saying that feels good. How do I, you know, how do I view Christianity, Jesus, God, the Bible, not through the lens of the well-off white male in America now? Like, how do you actually do that? I'd love to know, because I'm a white American male. <laughs> well, I think one of the things, and i very limited in what I've, I've done with this, is um, tried to start learning what the culture was like. You know, for one thing, I mean, the Bible was you know the the oral tradition was very important in terms of storytelling and how information was passed on and so for us today just as i you know i was joking i can't remember anything um that's how they functioned was with you know the oral tradition and and, and sharing stories that way and there was a consistency to how they did that and things were remembered and it it you know, it's not like when we play the telephone game now and just through the course of 20 people saying the same phrase into each other's ear, we lose its meaning. 
Well, we should hope not. I should hope not. So, I, you know, I think there's a little bit of, of being just culturally aware of that. I think there's an element of, I think, because uh, the other piece that I've been trying to do is reading bigger chunks of Scripture. Um, kind of have a goal of getting through the Bible in 90 days and trying to read it as a story and, and not, you know, and getting the bigger pieces, particularly with the Old Testament, because mm-hmm. I think... I was sharing with you that I've I've been going through Genesis that you know I start making the connections of oh that's you know that's he's related to this person that person's related to that person and um and then kind of taking things that I run into again particularly with the Old Testament that I would gloss over and kind of taking a step back and going okay that you know, because what because one of the things that came to me was reading through Genesis was God's the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow. Mm-hmm. So is that true with a lot of the things that we you read in the Old Testament, and you know, and I and I and I get that you have the Old Covenant and the New Covenant, and there's so I don't have the answer, I guess, to how you do it, but I feel like there's a few things that I have personally come across that I'm like, oh, I probably shouldn't do that. Yeah, real quickly, I I, I want to come back to the God is the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow. So remember that because I'll forget. Okay. Uh I think that yes, trying trying to learn about the culture that the Bible or the culture that was current when the different portions of scripture were being written or uh the stories were actually happening in being recorded at a later date is smart. Um, I think there's a lot of scholarship on that, but I also think, you know, being a white male Christian in America. Now we can talk to other folks that are Christians that aren't white, that aren't men and may not be in America. Um, now, this is easier for some than others just because of access. Um, but I know that you've been to Haiti. I've been to Ethiopia. I think we've both been to Mexico um, and, and seen what Christianity is like in those places. Um, I think that with the wonders of the Internet and different ministries around the world, we have much greater access to what non-American Christians are like nowadays. Um, but I also think it's important to realize, on top of that, that not all Christian wisdom comes from the last 40 years in America. Yep. And I'm talking pastors, theologians, scholars from decades, centuries, millennia ago. Church fathers, uh, St. Thomas Aquinas, uh, Augustine. Some of the other much earlier church fathers, Martin Luther, John Calvin, um, Richard Baxter, the, um, oh, I'm losing my, my word here. Not Reformationists, that's Luther and <laughs> Calvin and, not Calvin, Luther and uh, some other German guy, I can't remember his name. 
Oh, they were the ones that came over from England. Jonathan Edwards. Um, Puritans? Yes. <laughs> Thank you. There's, there's just a lot to learn from people that have been Christians in much worse circumstances than ours. And that had different cultural um, desires, different cultural norms than ours. And it's, it's there to be read and it's there to be thought upon and discussed. Uh, but now back to what I was thinking while you were talking earlier about, you know, God being the, the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow. I think that's absolutely true, but if you look at the people that God is interacting with in Genesis, Leviticus, and Numbers versus Daniel and Hosea and Zechariah versus the Gospels versus Revelation or First John or Philippians, they all have changed. And so I think it's my assumption has been to see the different ways that God interacts with those different people as God changing, as opposed to the people, the culture, the expectations changing, God being the same, but their interactions being different because the climate has changed where the people are. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like, I view it as, like, how a parent how a parent's relationship with their child changes right. as the child grows. Yeah. It's the parent um, is obviously going to gain experience and hopefully wisdom and hopefully um, love for that child over the course of the child's life. But if we view God as the father who doesn't change and the children change as they grow, as, as things change, as different things become important, then that relationship is naturally going to change. And so I think it's, perhaps important to try and keep that in mind when viewing Old Testament versus New Testament, and then on a much more granular scale, parts of Old Testament versus parts of New Testament and how those interactions change. Mm -hmm. And I don't think I've ever had that thought before. So I don't, it's not quite fully fleshed out, but I think there's something there. Sure. Yeah. I wish I had more to say about it, but I mean, you look at the culture of when Jesus showed up versus when God spoke to Abraham. Totally different. Yes. You know, we, we were talking before we decided to hit record that like, at one point, polygamy was totally fine. And then we fast forward to when Jesus showed up and it wasn't. Was it doesn't appear that it was. True. Okay. In the biblical record, yeah. it is not noted that the disciples all had four wives. Right. Or that, you know, Pontius Pilate had a harem. Right. Versus you look back at David and Solomon and, and some of the, the older, um, you know, uh, David had many wives. Abraham at least had a concubine that we know of. He might have had others. They just weren't necessarily important to the lineage of God's people. Um, but, like, I look at that and I assume, oh, God was cool with polygamy, and then all of a sudden he wasn't. Or was it more of, like, the people were, and God still chose to work amongst those people despite not being cool with it? Mm -hmm. 
you know, uh, you get to subjects like divorce and well, Moses lets you guys divorce because he kind of had to just to deal with you people. <laughs> that doesn't mean God was cool with it, but Moses wasn't God. And so I'm trying to, to trying, I'm trying to view the differences in the way that God seems to act in certain you know, old covenant, new covenant, testament, like however you want to dispensational, if if you want to go that route too. But like, is it God that changes, or is it the people that he interacts with that change that makes it look like how he acts changes? Because like, if you if you think that God is not okay with polygamy, with I think he's not. The fact that he allowed it to happen in the Old Testament doesn't necessarily mean that he condoned it. It meant that. He was using what people were doing for his benefit, which is what in what Genesis 50, when David or, uh, yeah, no, Joseph talks to his brothers and said, what you meant for evil, God has worked together for good. Yeah. So is it possible that God used what that culture established as okay as a way to grow his people? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, and it, it, and that's the thing. I, you know, there's this. What is what? What is it that we find in the Bible? Are things that we're supposed to emulate, and and try to be like and do. And what are things that are just, you know, it's just a historical record. This is this is in here because that's what happened. And you know, the other thing that just really was mind-boggling to me was, um how much lying was going on in the book of Genesis, particularly amongst these people that we uphold as great pillars of the faith. And, and then just even things like, okay, so, so because he lied to you and tricked you and you blessed him and you can't go back on that, like we would never hold somebody to that today, but there seems to be kind of in this, you know, truly blessing or cursing somebody in the old Testament means something. I mean, there's, there's, uh, some weight to it. <laughs> I, I really wanted to be super snarky there. I, I would venture to say that your word today compared to what your word well, back again, then yeah. meant is two completely different things. I would agree. Because how often today do you tell your friend you're going to go hang out with them, and then you're like, oh, free baseball tickets? Sorry, got to go. Yeah. And I realize that's probably a trite example, but back then when your word was what you had, and that was how communication happened, there was no, there wasn't written word there wasn't online word there wasn't a recorded word there was what you said yeah and that was it but but then even in that so you got that you, you know one example of of okay so he's given you the blessing you're not the one who's supposed to get it up uh, sorry we can't go back on it but then you have um who was it that loved rachel and and got leah was that jacob no that's not yeah it's jacob Anyway, you got, I think it's Jacob. <laughs> I just read this. <laughs> um, gosh, that's terrible. Just go with it, man. Just go with it. So anyway. Our word doesn't mean anything nowadays, remember? <laughs> but, but yeah. But in, but in that example of, 
he makes a deal with the, the father-in-law of if I work for you for seven years, you're going to get Rachel. Then on the wedding night, he slips Leah in there and he sleeps with her and he's like, oh, guess if you want Rachel, you got to work for me for seven more years. So it's like. Well, that's wrong on a number of levels. Exactly. Like how drunk was he that he didn't realize well, that no, it was I, her sister? <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> I mean, come on, dude. You know, so there's just, there's those kinds of things that I'm just like, so in one moment, it's like an unbreakable covenant. And then in the next moment, it's like, yeah, sorry, I screwed you over, you know. But only seven more years of your life. You know, and then there's like weird stuff like, um, you know, they're going to divide up the sheep and I'll only keep the sheep that are speckled and have spots. Yeah, so he breeds them in front of like different, is it trees? Yeah, he picks the bark off of like tree branches and while they're humping at the trough, (laughs) they're looking at a stick that has... Which totally works. I mean, that's how science... Yes, so... Okay, and then, and so, uh, I don't, anyway, I, I'm even, I'm, I would really like to know how we got the five books of the Bible, the first five books of the Bible, like the creation story and all that. Mm-hmm. I would really like to know where that came from, because I don't think we do know. I know there's theories, and Moses has kind of been held up as. Well, according to Ken Ham, if you don't believe that it was a literal 24 hour day you're not a christian because well, jesus was involved with that which, uh, technically i would believe he would be but oh absolutely i think he was the word i just think that, that he was the spoken word I, that created. i think ken ham needs to take a xanax <laughs> and relax but yeah I, I even in that you know reading those stories i'm like the things that seem to be held up as important details and other things that are left out so anyway I well, so I think we we're hashing all this out in a attempt to say, I think this is where we're heading. Yeah, is to try and figure out what parts of the Bible me and Dave go. Hmm, really? And not so much as in like a you know Jesus seminar. Let's just decide if this is real or fake type of thing. But like we've assumed a for a long time why is that the case let's read and try and figure out why we believe that and then if that's true great if not what does that mean and so trying to expand the scope of the master class from the gospel of matthew to the entirety of scripture and just trying to focus on the parts of scripture that cause us to go huh if I actually think about what I've thought my whole life, Scripture may or may not back that up, and let's take a look at it. And so I think that's yes. where we're both excited to head with the show because it's going to provide us with an opportunity to uh, do a lot of um, study and reflection and hopefully ultimately come to the truth and... You know, hopefully, as we do that, you, the listener, will join in, will write in your thoughts, and we can together kind of open Scripture freshly and take a peek at what we've assumed and what Scripture actually says on a whole list of topics. Marriage. um, Help me out, Dave. We talked about a bunch before we actually hit. We should have started recording earlier. 
Yeah. Yeah, I know when we were actually just but but even like what we were talking about with the whole um, you know, the Bible saying marriage is between one man and one woman. You know, there are tons of script New Testament scriptures that talk about an elder should be a man of one wife. And I'm like, okay. Even the way that's worded makes me go, somebody's not the man of one wife. Doesn't mean it means they can't be an elder, but does that mean they couldn't be a part of the church? Does it mean that they couldn't, you know? So again, there there are things I feel like we put in there or that we land on that we just don't really, you know, uh well haven't spent I personally have not spent a lot of time really kind of digging into that and I guess that's w- what I'm hoping to do um and I'm I'm completely drawing blank as to what some of the things that we were that we had said we wanted to talk about so well I guess that means they'll just have to listen in to future episodes yes all right well I think that's it for this little brief special announcement about the future of the show. Honestly, Dave and I got together just to brainstorm and we started talking. We're like, oh, we need to hit record. Hit record. So that's what if, we did. If this, yeah, if this uh, pseudo episode seems haphazard, it's because it totally was. It is. It wasn't planned. We just kind of, the juices started flowing. So, anyways, we'll be back. Um, oh, also, I should mention. If you made it this far, you probably actually care to know this. <laughs> that we will be doing Masterclass bi-weekly for the foreseeable future. Um, we, we're doing this because we want to bring Dad College back. It's another show that we started and then... Just time, life. Got yeah, in the life way. Is, is just really, really hectic right now. And we think that Dad College is a project worth pursuing. Um, and so we have decided with 103 episodes in our back pocket of the master class to go bi-weekly with this show so that we can do dad college bi-weekly as well. So if you hate that decision, let us know. Sure. Um, but if not, we will be back uh, shortly with uh, episode 104. Yes. Bye. Bye. <laughs>